Welcome back to the Sunshine Boys podcast. I'm Jim Williams, along with the Sunshine Boys themselves, Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson. Gentlemen, one game we're not going to get to see this weekend due to inclement weather and Hurricane Matthew is the LSU Bengal Tigers headed to the Swamp to play the University of Florida Gators. They're going to have a dickens of a time trying to figure out when the two teams can make that one up. But uh, I think they made the right call. You don't want to put anybody in harm's way in a situation like that. But So the Gators are off the board this week, but the game that most people in the state of Florida will be watching is the University of Miami Hurricanes, or as we like to call them, the Fighting Iris, taking on Florida State University. And Ira, since you've been uh, Mark Rick's um, top advocate uh, on the show, uh, how are the Hurricanes going to do against the Florida State Seminoles? Well, uh, a big stage for UM, uh, Joe, in, in their reemergence as, as a, a college football power. I believe they're at number 10. They knock off FSU. They, uh, they could move up to eight, maybe even seven. Um, they're on the march. You know, they're on the march in South Florida. They've just gotten over uh, at that point Saturday night. Uh, Hurricane Matthew. People need a, will need a diversion. It's going to be uh, quite a raucous atmosphere for the Knolls. Uh, Joe, when Florida State was number two, maybe three weeks ago, uh, we all thought that was a little high for them. Turns out that, 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 that we were right. Um, they just don't have that defense. They don't have the Florida State defense we're used to. Uh, maybe uh, some of these graduations uh, are just taking too much talent away. You know, Jalen Ramsey uh, a few years ago. Uh, they, they don't have the playmakers on that side of the ball. Uh, they score points, but they just don't look the same. And uh, UM's got a very experienced quarterback, Joe, and, and FSU does not. So I don't see any reason to think um, FSU is going to bounce back and uh, and win this game. Um, I think that's spot on. Um, biggest test of the season, obviously, for Miami. It is a chance uh, to make a statement that they they belong among uh, uh, the top ten teams in the country. But Florida State uh, is like. This it's astonishing um, how wrong people were about the Seminoles um, losing losing at home to a good but not great North Carolina team was just unthinkable, um, but they did it. FSU um, is seven and five in their last twelve games, and you know some of those games haven't been close. Now. Interestingly enough, this is the first time um, Miami has been favored against FSU in, I believe, like five or six years. And mm-hmm. that's uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Miami can handle that type of uh, respect that they're getting because that's, that is another uh, growth moment for a team is being when you're trying to break through and, and raise, your, raise your level. Is, is can you win against a good team when you are expected to win? Um, <clears throat> I think Miami will win the game. I think they are a better overall team right now than Florida State. Uh, the defensive problems for the Seminoles are profound. And 
I don't see them getting fixed in one week. A lot of controversy about the uh, defensive coordinator there. Um, wouldn't be surprised uh, if there's not a change made uh, in that arena too. And right now, the starting to be a lot more talk about Jimbo Fisher uh, going to LSU. Um, you know, he's he said he's happy at Florida State. Uh, he's not going to get into it right now, but uh, that can't help either as that distraction continues uh, to swirl around the Seminoles. So big challenge for them, a big opportunity for Miami. Maybe, uh, Jim, maybe the board of trustees in Tallahassee um, are not so adamant uh, these days about uh, we've got to keep Jimbo Fisher uh, at all costs. That's how quickly things can change, Jim. You know that. Colin. Yeah, I think I think if that's the case, then they're in deep trouble. Uh, I just, um, I don't know. I, I think that's one of those ones where, look, Jimbo Fisher's done nothing but help that group since he got there. And um, I, I just don't see that changing him, you know, or letting him go or whatever, you, however you want to call it, I think that would set the program back years. I really do. Well, maybe they could hire less miles. Well, we kind of talked about that uh, as a possible. You know, that would have been a that would have been a good trade. They could have actually tried to work out some sort of trade on that deal. You know, well, less uh, miles. He's going to end up somewhere, uh, somewhere oh, good, yeah. and it won't be Tallahassee. No. But uh, you no, know, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think Florida State's game plan, Joe, would be um, give Cook the ball 30 times and, and, and try to keep their defense uh, off the field as much as possible, Joe? Yeah, that'll totally be their game plan. And uh, Mark Rick's game plan for Miami will be to smother uh, Dalvin Cook as often as possible and dare uh, DeAndre Francois to beat them. And... Um, I'll take my chances against uh, the freshman quarterback as opposed to uh, an elite running back who makes FSU's offense run. Uh, I I look for Miami to try to stack it uh, against uh, Dalvin Cook and, like I said, take their chances uh, with the rest of the Seminole offense. How about USF taking on East Carolina? The Pirates come to town. Well, nice win for uh, the Bulls last week at Cincinnati. Nice bounce back win. Um, routed uh, a Bearcat team that at least thought they were pretty good. Uh, where they actually are uh, is yet to to be identified. But uh, USF should win the football game. Should win it easily, I would think. Uh, East Carolina had a nice win early in the year against North Carolina uh, State, I believe. Mm -hmm. But they have uh, since figured out what they were doing right and corrected it. And uh, so uh, I think the line is 19 points uh, for USF. That sounds about right. The Bulls uh, are starting to get a lot of love um, in the, um, you know, among the, the, the national observers, getting uh, some votes in the polls. And they are actually entering a, a part of their of their schedule uh, where they should really begin to uh, to pile on a lot of victories here. So um, you never say never in college football, as we all know, but uh, that's a noon start on Saturday, and I I don't see USF having um, 
much, if any, trouble in this game. And, of course, it airs on our own WWBA 820, the flagship station of USF football. And for those of you um, want to tune in, there's the hour pregame show, and then there's a postgame show as well. So by all means, um, check it out. And if you're out of the area and want to watch it, it's on ESPN News. So that's ESPN you know, Jim, News. Uh, uh, Joe yeah. said the, uh, the other day, and I think he's right, um, there's probably every reason to believe that the Bulls are going to run the table here um, for the regular season. And, uh, you know, East Carolina, I think it's going to be uh, just a, a small speed bump uh, in their way. Um, they rebounded very nicely from the disappointment against Florida State uh, and beat a, a good team on the road. Uh, they, they got a lot of confidence going right now in, in Tampa. And, um, I don't see any reason why uh, East Carolina is going to be competitive uh, in this game, Jim. Well, right now, USF has the fifth best scoring offense in the country, um, which is, you know, they're averaging 47 points a game. And as I look at East Carolina, uh, in the, the last uh, two weeks, they gave up 54 to Virginia Tech and 47 to US, or to UCF, excuse me, and uh, they gave up the 47 to UCF at home. So I would imagine Quentin Flowers and, and the rest of the offense for USF uh, is just licking their chops, waiting to get out, out on the field uh, against that defense. So uh, South Florida should should win this game in a romp. I believe it is USF's homecoming, uh, and it'll make for a happy homecoming for the Bulls. Uh, we We should mention, we already talked about the fact that Florida postponed their game against LSU and, and of course, uh, UCF, uh, who was scheduled to play against Tulane in Orlando, uh, will not play that game. They'll postpone it until um, another date, uh, a TBA at this point. But definitely, hey, Jim, uh, you know, Jim, one funny thing, uh, one wrinkle to the uh, Florida LSU uh, postponement mm-hmm. um, is uh, the injury uh, factor. Uh, for both teams, because Joe, I'm not sure Fournette was going to play uh, for LSU, um, and Luke Del Rio, um, even if he came back, might not have been a hundred percent. So, the timing of this game, you, you figure by the time um, they replay it, um, both guys uh, will be there, and I think uh, those are the two guys that uh, are the keys uh, to their respective teams' uh, offenses. Uh, you know, I always want to see Leonard Fournette play, Joe. Now, Gator fans uh, might not have welcomed them uh, to the swamp uh, with open arms. But, uh, you know, anytime you get an elite player like that um, and he's not going to be available, I, I think it takes away something from the game. By, by the way, the about... UCF game against Tulane is rescheduled for November 5th. So, November 5th. Right. They both had an open date uh, yeah. that day. So, um no, Ira, you make a great point there, Ira, about uh, you know wanting to see the best players uh, at full speed, and uh, but uh, this does give uh, Del Rio another week uh, to mend and and get healthy. Right. And they uh, interesting thing for the Gators now is um, are they going to make this game up at all? And um, there is no 
comparable. Yeah, they're uh, having data. a heck of a time figuring out when they could do it. And and I would hate to see that. I think all football uh, fans would. You you want to see the good teams play each other. So, um, you know, you've got uh, got a. I think in all likelihood that game will not be played, and uh, that that's disappointing. You are listening to the Sunshine Boys podcast on SportsTalkFlorida.com and also on BlogTalkRadio.com. I'm Jim Williams, along with the Sunshine Boys themselves, Joe Henderson and Ira Kaufman. We will return with more after these messages. Welcome back to the Sunshine Boys podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host from SportsTalkFlorida.com. And you can listen to us on both SportsTalkFlorida.com and Blog Talk Radio. I'm joined by the Sunshine Boys themselves, Joe Henderson and Ira Kaufman. And gentlemen, back when I was out in Texas and had an opportunity to do a number of Big 12 games, the one I always circled was the Oklahoma-Texas game. And Charlie Strong at Texas has an opportunity to take on Oklahoma this time and put his stamp on that game if he can go in and uh, pull off the upset over the Sooners. What's your thoughts? I think Charlie Strong needs needs to go into. Uh, they, uh, boy, they they turn on them quick out there in, in Texas, and uh, yes, they do. You know, uh, they were all over him uh, last year to fix the offense. He fixed the offense. Uh, seemed to have done it at the expense of the defense. Texas is uh, is piling up some points, but uh, it is it's it's worth wondering if Texas wins this game, mm-hmm. which a lot of they won they won last year, and a lot of people said that that helped save Charlie's job. If te- let's just say Texas wins that game, Oak, that would drop Oklahoma to two and three, and Bob Stoops has been there a long time. Uh, it was in, they were in the playoffs. Uh, last year, but they they uh, they got knocked out. And would you would you see a scenario where uh, the fans in Oklahoma would start looking askance at uh, Bob Stoops if they lose to Texas for a second straight year? They've been doing that for a couple of years. The rumblings have been out there that that you know it might be time for Stoops to to move on down the road. So. No, I, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. Jim, this, this game's lost a lot of luster, guys. Let, oh, absolutely. Honest. You know, it looked it looked great in, in September, and uh, I, I don't know which uh, coach is under more scrutiny at, at this point. Uh, Strong seems to be flailing away uh, with his staff. Uh, he's trying to decide uh, whether he should take on added responsibilities. Uh, he's uh, he. I wouldn't say he's under siege, Joe, one of your favorite expressions. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's taken a battering in the media. And, uh, you know, what, what's Oklahoma done this year? Very, very, very little. Uh, they had two chances to step up, Jim. They flubbed both of them. So, well, uh, no, not so fast, my friend. They did beat uh, a ranked TCU team last week in Fort Worth. Fifty-two to forty-six. Sound like a USF basketball game, and um, they they uh, they ran a thirty-five-zero stretch over over TCU in that game. So I I wouldn't say they haven't done anything. 
but what they uh, haven't well, done is is match expectations. Right, they have not matched expectations. Well, you know, the Ohio State Buckeyes will be hosting the Red Hot Indiana Hoosiers this week in beautiful Columbus on the banks of the Olentangy. What do you think? Upset special or just a uh, mirage for for Indiana? Uh, I think a mirage. Um, the Ohio State is, is is a really good team. Uh, they are. A lot of people believe that uh, they will be the ones left standing at the end of the year. Now, give Indiana their due. They did beat Michigan State last week, and that's uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, but they also uh, lost earlier in the year to Wake Forest. So um, good on them that they that they won last week. Um, but Ohio State is starting to roll. They just are, and uh, I don't I don't really see this uh, representing. Uh, much of a uh, problem for the Buckeyes, especially heck of a, especially heck with, of a... with Wisconsin coming up in a week. You know, with um, when Indiana plays Ohio State, it it does harken back to the day uh, when Lee Corso was coaching Indiana, <laughs> and they blocked they blocked the punt, and uh, they went up seven nothing on on Ohio State, and he stopped the game and had a picture taken. With the with the team with the scoreboard, Indiana seven, Ohio State nothing, and I think Woody hung fifty points on him before, uh, yeah. before he got to, to the point of saying, "Oops, I, maybe I yeah. shouldn't poke that bear." Um, any chance, uh, any chance Jim Williams gets to mention Lee Corso in, in the course of our conversation? I, I yeah. like Lee; he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I remember him when he, I remember when he coached the Orlando Renegades. Joe uh, wow. of the. Uh, of the USFL, I used to cover those games for uh, UPI. Uh, uh, they weren't they weren't very good. Uh, that would be a, this would be a heck of a one-two punch, Jim, for Indiana. But I'm with uh-huh. Joe. It's not gonna. I, I don't see it happening. And uh, you know, all things considered, guys, I, I think Ohio State's been the most impressive team in the country uh, so far. Now, they haven't played the greatest competition. I understand that. Uh, there's big challenges to come, but. Uh, our boy Greg Schiano, uh, Jim, is doing yeah. a heck of a job uh, with that Buckeye defense. And say what you will about Schiano, but he, you know, he knows how to coach defense a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Former linebacker, uh, former secondary coach with the Bears uh, in the NFL, and um, he, he's working well with Urban Meyer. So, uh, you know, if Indiana keeps this game uh, competitive, uh, I'll give them some kudos, but. Uh, this Ohio State team right now, they uh, they look like a juggernaut. Well, yeah, they they do, and and I can't. I'm I'm trying to remember the last time Indiana beat Ohio State um, in football. Um, I think it's been a long, long, long time, and uh, the um, you know the the Buckeyes uh, right now they have. Uh, one thing about Urban Meyer, and I'll give him credit uh, for this, is that he does when they play a team that they should beat, um, they usually uh, 
his teams usually don't mess that up. You know, they, they don't always blow these teams out. Um, and so it wouldn't surprise me to see them struggle a little bit with Indiana, but uh, Urban does have a way of, of getting his team's attention and getting them focused. And I, I, I imagine that's what's going to happen here. I guess the biggest game of the weekend for SEC fans is Texas A&M in College Station hosting uh, the Vols of Tennessee. I can't figure out Tennessee, uh, Jim. Uh, you know, they swept walk through a half uh, against the Gators um, and then surprised everybody, uh, and including their own fans with a uh, incredibly dynamic second half against what was supposed to be a formidable defense. Uh, Joe, uh, Tennessee, not overly impressive at times, Joe, but uh, they're kind of in the driver's seat at, at this point. Well, they're, they're not kind of in the driver's seat. They are the only one in the car and uh, in that division. And, there is something to be said about a team which which was, you know, highly touted at the start of the year. We we know they struggled against uh, some subpar opposition, um, but they're getting better every week. And sometimes it takes a little time to come together, and it has for for Tennessee. Needed a miracle to beat Georgia. Got it. Uh, got the Gator. Uh, monkey off their back and right now they've got to be feeling very very good about where they are uh, you know don't really see them uh, having having much trouble uh, with the, now they will have trouble in this game because Texas A&M is a very good team of course but I, I think that they are right now starting to feel like maybe we are as good as everybody thought we were I think they're going to lose to Texas A&M. Might. Wouldn't be a shock. But that's no. that's also not a uh, – wouldn't go in the category of a bad loss. No. It's just I, I – you know, I, going out and playing College Station is a tough place to play, and I think that Texas A&M would love to just lay something on somebody, and I think Tennessee <laughs> just happens to be in their way. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. That's an that's a CBS game for those of you wishing to watch it on Saturday at uh, three thirty p.m. Clemson has decided they're going to go up to go to Boston, have some crabs, eat some uh, seafood, and just beat the living dog out of Boston College. So we'll see. That's you know that's tonight's game. That's a Friday night game. Yeah, that's, that's Boston. Guys, yeah, Boston College, Joe. They 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 they've been irrelevant for for a while. Uh, the last time I, 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 you know, took interest in Boston College, uh, Luke Keekley was making tackles, Joe, over there. <laughs> um, and he was a tackle machine, and, and, and right now he's probably the best middle linebacker in, in the NFL. Uh, so that was impressive by Clemson, Joe. And, and I didn't lose any respect for Louisville. I didn't think nah. Louisville played poorly. Um, nah. But that game, that game was, uh, was a home game for Clemson. Boys, and, and you know what that means for the opposition. Uh, having said that, I think Jim's right. A little clam chowder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, some clam strips. 
and uh, and and then uh, let, let's go home with 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 the win. And the bus, yeah, is, no, the bus is no. probably right, you know, the bus. Well, the bus they're is... not going to leave the engine off. They're just going to, you know. Not only that, they may put the Steve Adazio on the bus with them. Um, yeah. The uh, the Boston College job almost certainly is going to be one that opens at the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of open, it's time for close. Um, how about we jump in for final thoughts? Ira, final thoughts on this weekend, either college or or pros? I'm going to look at the Carolina Panthers uh, for a second, Jim. Um, they're one and three. They've lost their identity a little bit as a power-running team that relies on, on defense that generates an incredible torrent of, of takeaways, which, which really helped them to that 15-1 and record. Uh, they're playing under the bright lights of Monday night football. Um, they don't know about Cam Newton, but uh, I'm going to point out to Henderson, and I'm sure he already knows it, that the Bucks lost twice to Derek Anderson in the same season a few years ago. Yes. Twice. Um, so Carolina has owned the Bucks, mm-hmm. um, but they're not playing well, and, and the fan base is getting a little antsy. Um, and nobody expected Atlanta to jump out to a, to a 3-1 start. So both of these teams are two games behind. Of course, the expectations much different in Charlotte than, than Tampa. Uh, Joe, I expect the Panthers to win, uh, but what I'm really looking for is uh, a better performance. By Carolina, they they uh they look like they're still a little shell shocked from the Super Bowl, and uh, that defense looks like they're missing Josh Norman a little bit, Joe. So I'm I'm keeping a close eye on the Panthers. Sounds good. Well, I will uh, I'll, I'll uh, switch over to the colleges and and just mention a game we have not talked about that has uh, trap written all over it. And it's Alabama at Arkansas, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, on, uh, on the mothership, ESPN. And, you know, we've talked a lot, obviously, about Florida State, Miami. That that's uh, should be a terrific game. But Alabama, uh, they're undefeated. Never, they are Alabama, and it's Nick Saban and blah, blah, blah. But um, Arkansas can be a pretty tough place to play. And they're they're playing pretty well right now. Uh, everybody that plays Alabama, it's their season. And Alabama uh, on the road in the SEC has been known to have a hiccup occasionally. So uh, keep an eye on that game. I'm going to be at Nationals Park watching the Dodgers play against the Washington go. Nationals with Clayton Kershaw and um, and Max Scherzer on the mound in, and then uh, there'll be game two probably uh, with Tanner Roark pitching for the, for the nationals, but we'll see how that plays out. But I will obviously come back on and check on the college football situation, but should be a very fun weekend and, and kudos to your giants uh, for making uh, things very interesting between the giants and the Cubs is um as that unfolds, and we'll talk probably a little bit more about that after the weekend, after these games actually get played. Uh, Ira, your social media, sir. I'm at Twitter, uh, at IKaufman76. And uh, 
would love to hear from uh, from our thousands of listeners, my friend. There you go. Joe. Uh, on Twitter, at the initial J, Henderson Tampa, T-A-M-P-A. That's where you can find me. All right, guys. Thanks very much, and uh, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host from Sports Talk Florida, and you've heard us on sportstalkflorida.com and on blogtalkradio.com. For Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson, and myself, I hope that you have a great weekend, and if you're in the hurricane area, by all means, be safe.